Welcome to the Bet US Horse Racing, Golf, and Tennis Channel. So that means all your Grand Slams, your Triple Crowns, your Breeders' Cup, and your Majors. This is your place. Now, we're America's favorite sports book, so I'd like you to subscribe. Also, not only would I want you to subscribe, but also ring the bell. Ring the bell means that we'll notify you and you'll never miss any content again. And if you are on social media, please follow at BetUSTV because every single sport will be covered there. And anything you want to know, that is your one-stop shop. Now, it's 147th Preakness Stakes. It's leg two of the Triple Crown. We're not going to have a Triple Crown winner this year because the Kentucky Derby winner in Rich Strike is not running. But I tell you what we have got, we've got Brian Zipsy, who's going to talk us through. Now we've also got the post positions and we've got the grade one Kentucky Oaks winner in Secret Oath. And she's a filly. Brian, how are you? And how look, we're looking forward to this because there's only nine runners. Yeah, Pops, this is a, this is a very good race. This is a more typical big race in America with only nine horses as opposed to 20 in the Kentucky Derby. You've got the favorite who ran a very game second last time in the Kentucky Derby, and you've got a really popular filly in the Kentucky Oaks winner, Secret Oath. So it's an interesting preakness, even without the Kentucky Derby winner. Yeah, and we must uh, make everyone aware that this is not 10 furlongs. This is nine and a half, which is also in old money, one mile and three sixteenths. So again, stamina is not going to be a problem for these horses. It's just the pace of the race and what are you making of the uh, nine horses we've got because we've got all in post position as you speak i'm going to get them up so we can actually have a visual of them up with their prices yeah i, th I think i think with what happened since we last uh, we last addressed the preakness flash is we added a little bit more speed here so the the you know nine horses it's not a big deal where they drew but late additions number three fenwick and number seven armagnac both have some speed. I think their only real chance to make a uh, strong showing in the race would be to use that early speed and see if they can't go out there and do something big early. And that adds to the pace. I, by no means are we projecting a Kentucky Derby type of pace. That was, as we said, an historically fast pace. But this has become a race that I thought might be a rather easy pace. Now it looks like it's going to be a stronger pace may just set things up, set the table a little bit for horses who like to come from off the pace. Yeah, and the filly, that, that definitely brings her in. I think the early voting is the, like basically the freshest, or it's the best of the fresh horses, um, basically on what it's done on the track so far. Epicenter has shown that it can just lay off the pace and maybe from the eight stall it's going to need to do that. Just let's work from back to front here. Happy Jack was in the derby, and now it's in the Preakness, and it's still double carpet, 33 to 1, plus 3,300. I mean, what has this uh, horse got to offer, or is it just another day out for the owners? Yeah, I, I think the trainer, uh, as much as anything, has had some triple crown success. Doug O'Neill trained Nyquist, and I'll have another to Preakness wins after winning the Kentucky Derby. And uh, I, I think he's swinging for the fences here a little bit with this horse because he's had stakes opportunities out in California. And as you said, he was a, an also ran in every sense of the word in the Kentucky Derby. He was never in the race and uh, he didn't do any better than we thought he would. And, you know, it's a shorter field. He's going to finish better than 14th flash. But other than that, I, I can't really recommend Happy Jack. People like the name. They bet on the name a little bit, but not for me. 
Okay, let's start trying to uh, picture how this race is going to go. You've already said that we potentially have two spoilers in the race. And by spoiler, I mean that they're just basically, we've said it's uh, one mile and three sixteenths this race. Maybe they're only in the race for six, maybe six and a half furlongs. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. Uh, you know, people think the Preakness is a short race because it's the shortest of the Triple Crown. But a mile and three sixteenths is still a long race at least by American standards, uh, longer than most of these horses will run, other than the Kentucky Derby or possibly the Belmont, the Triple Crown. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about horses in Fenwick especially. Armagnac at least has a nice allowance win that he's coming off, but we're talking about horses basically who can just affect the early pace uh, by a mile, a mile into the race, uh, by the time they turn for home, maybe even a little less than a mile you would expect these horses to drop off unless something uh, something a little bit rich strike-like is happening. Okay, so let, look, we're picturing that Fennec goes to the front. Then, is that going to cause a problem for like simplification, create Minster and Secret Oath, who are entitled to be down on the rail and in behind, whereas the likes of Epicenter, he's going to maybe, maybe be two, three horses wide. But I've also noticed in the Preakness that horses don't actually stick to the rail. They do run two or three horses off the rail. Nine horse field. And, and I think we are going to see some uh, uh, spread out in the field here. There's, there's going to be a few horses, you know, 10 lengths off the lead. Not again, not as far back as they were in the Derby, certainly. But I think there is going to be room to spread out a little bit. Uh, epicenter probably sits third or fourth early in a comfortable spot. But on the other hand, Flash, I will say this, uh, you know, the second choice on the morning line, you know, the, the story really is the, the second place finisher in the Kentucky Derby epicenter, the beaten favorite, ran a big race. The Philly, uh, Kentucky Oaks winner, Secret Oath. But the second choice on the morning line here is early voting. And early yes. voting is speed. And uh, epicenter can't let early voting uh, get away from him. So in that way, epicenter is forced more than the Philly because he has more speed than the Philly. He's forced to kind of track early voting. If early voting goes a little too fast, epicenter is forced to go a little faster than probably would be optimal for him. Is that going to beat epicenter? Probably not. But on the other hand, if they do run fast, if one of those spoilers, as you as you call them, Fenwick or Armagnac, run fast early, early voting chasing, epicenter not far behind, it can create a opportunity for horses like Simplification, Creative Minister, and especially the Philly, Secret Oath, who will be sitting fifth, sixth, seventh early to make a move on the turn. And if they're softened up at early at all early, they have a real chance. Good word, softening up, because I'm picturing actually Fennec and Armagnac causing early voting problems, because if early voting wants to get to the front, then he may be forced to go too, uh, too fast, too early, use up too much gas. Um, and I'm hoping, and this is me talking through my wallet, talking through my knowledge of Epicenter sits maybe three lamps off, just three lamps, let him get on with it. He's got to turn a foot. He will use it when they're starting to run out of gas. Now, what about the uh, the one horse simplification because we've seen this horse held up we've seen it run on strong from the back and we've seen it early and and uh, sort of make the pace do you think they could use the one and maybe get a really good stalking position yeah absolutely simplification could be in a good spot i think the most likely spot for simplification would be just behind the four horses that we were talking about 
as far as potential early speed. Epicenter, if he's sitting fourth, you said three lengths, and I think that makes a lot of sense. Simplification should be right behind him. Uh, good rider change to Johnny Velasquez, one of our uh, one of our masters here for many years in big races. Uh, he won't fall behind like he did in the Kentucky Derby. Part of that was the the, the break where he was shuffled back a little farther than I thought that, the, that they expected to be in the Kentucky Derby. Velasquez will make sure that simplifications in the race. I expect that he would be ahead of the Philly and probably one of the other factors in the race, creative minister early. That could be a good spot to be in for simplification. Yeah, and another thing we've got to mention is that these prices are basically the bet US prices, and they are scary compared to the morning line. There's not one of them where you're going to get better odds elsewhere. They have really, really become very competitive. Like Epicenter is like a plus 145, plus 150, and the morning line is like plus 120. And prior to that, they were at plus 250. So it seems to be that BetUS, under our stewardship, Brian, is becoming the home of, uh, of horse racing and value of horse racing. We seem to be getting them in there very, very early. Let's have a little look at the next horse, because um, obviously that's uh, coming out of one. Number, have we got the uh, creative writing or... Let's have a little look at uh, anyone you want to put up, mate. There you go. Early voting. So early voting is the fresh horse who was last seen in the Wood Memorial and second favourite, by the way, in the early morning line. Um, plus 500, Brian, and really is a toss of a coin whether he goes too quick or if he sees it out. And being the fresh horse is a tough horse to pass. Yeah, uh, Chad Brown did it five years ago with a horse very similar in, in experience to early voting. And I think, therefore, we're uh, looking at early voting as a real threat in here. And I think that's why he's slightly uh, preferred as the second morning line choice. By the way, these bet US odds are great. Uh, every single horse on the bet US list there of nine horses, those numbers are good. So, yeah, bet US is definitely the way to go here. Plus 500 on the second choice. You can't beat that. However, I like early voting even less than I did last week. He wasn't one of my top couple picks last week, as you know, Flash. And, and with that, those other with cheap speed, as I call them, I, I think it becomes even tougher because now he's got horses that could go with him or could set fractions that are a little too fast. Then he's got Epicenter uh, just dogging him from behind. And, and, and Epicenter is going to have a big X on the back of early voting's rider. And he knows he's the horse that he has to to pounce on and go after. So I'm beginning to wonder how early voting is going to win this race. My, my big question about early voting is how does it respond when the horses come up to it? Because um, again, I think he's, he's right in the middle. He's, he's still five, four inside him, four outside him. It's not inconceivable that he doesn't get a clear trip to the first turn and he has to use up even more just to try and get there. Let's have a little look at the next horse. Anyone you want, producer, anyone you want, because it's the Philly, it's Secret Oath, the winner of the Kentucky Oaks. So, listen, uh, it's a great day out for Secret Oath, but not just a, a, a great day out. It's a real, real contender, and at plus 550, that dwarfs the morning line price as well. Yeah, plus 550 is uh, excellent uh, value in my eyes, because I think Secret Oath has a big chance to win the Preakness. 
you know, we, I, I think in America, more so than some other countries, we look uh, at the Phillies as uh, having a hard time against the Colts. But time and time again, when we see our best females run against the best Colts, they surprise us with how well they do. Not always, but often they, they do very well against the Colts. And I think this is a really good example of a Philly that could beat the boys. Uh, I don't think she would have won the Kentucky Derby. I don't think she would win the Belmont. I wouldn't like her in the Belmont. But this race, a mile three sixteenths with slightly tighter turns there at Pimlico. Uh, it, 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 now with some more speed, she's got that quick turn of foot, that explosive turn of foot that she uses in all her races. We've seen it now five times in a row from Secret Oath. I think that will be effective in a race like the Preakness. Maybe Epicenter is too good. And, and much like he did to Zandon, he'll turn her away when she makes her bid. But I think this race is set up very well for a very, very good filly. You want a clean break, though, because you've got crazy pace on your inside and you've got early voting directly on your outside. And you know what happens there. You get free that comes out a bit. You have early voting goes left and you're the meat in the sandwich and you are playing catch up. So, I mean, listen, it could have been a little bit kinder. The number's good, but your right and left opposition is not what you would go and hand pick. Next horse we're going to be uh, talking about is the governor. It's epicenter, winner in every shape and form, apart from it came second. Um, what can we say that's not already been said? Joel Rosario, Steve Asmussen, plus 145, opened up at around the plus 250. Morning line at plus 120. We know how this horse is going to run. It's going to run close up to the pace, not on the pace. And when he presses the button, he wins the race there and then, or something's going to come from the back and catch him again, Brian. Yeah, he's 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 run five really, really good stakes races in a row, but the only time he lost, two times he lost, once at Fairgrounds early in the season, and of course in the Kentucky Derby, he lost because he was passed late by a horse who had built up a lot of momentum and was just running him down after Epicenter had done a lot of the dirty work. I think that's going to be up to Epicenter again to do some of the dirty work, if you will. Stay close enough to early voting and maybe that cheap early speed. Put early voting away, probably get to the lead as they straighten out and very much look like a winner. It'll just be a matter of somebody, maybe Secret Oath, can come and get them. Right, let me just, for obviously, for balance now, because obviously we're expecting pace, we're expecting Epicenter to press the button, we're also expecting maybe something comes off the back. What happens if they anchor at the front and make this a crawl? And I mean, is that going to play into Epicenter's hands even more because he's got the best turn of foot out of all nine horses? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a fine line and it's up to Joel Rosario in a lot of ways. Maybe Epicenter is just too good for the other eight horses. That's certainly possible. But it's a fine line that the rider will have to decide how, how hard does he push Epicenter on the backstretch, on the turn, how worried is he that early voting is the horse he has to beat? If that happens and he pushes a little bit early on a horse coming out of a very tough race two weeks ago. Yes. Uh, I, I think certainly at the center had a tougher race in the Kentucky Derby than Secret Oath, for example, did in the Kentucky Oaks. So if he pushes that button maybe too early, then yeah, a any horse who's running strongly, I, you know, I'm talking about Secret Oath, but I could see Creative Minister, possibly even Skippy Longstocking, uh, finishing this race well. So Rumbauer last year, 11 to 1. That's exactly what happened when Medina Spirit uh, went head to head at the top of the, the straight. And then that was it. Rumbauer ran him down. I'm glad you brought up Medina Spirit because I, I don't think Medina Spirit nearly ran the race in the Preakness 
that he did in the Kentucky Derby. And, that, and, and do you think that was the bounce? Do you think that was the um, the emptying of the uh, the petrol gauge? Because for me, that's my biggest worry about Epicenter is that this race comes too quick. Yeah, yeah. Horses are pushed to the Kentucky Derby. Maybe pushed is not the right word, but they're pointed. They yes. are prepped. And Epicenter was an example of a lot of prep races in order to flourish on the first Saturday in May. And, and he did flourish. Un unfortunately for the connections, he didn't get the win because of that late run by Rich Strike. But that was the race that they wanted to win more than any other. He ran a big race. It was a tough race. There's a chance, you know, as good as he's going, we certainly could see a repeat of the Louisiana Derby and the Kentucky Derby as far as his quality of performance on Saturday. But there's certainly a chance, much like Medina Spirit, when he ran third last year to probably horses that you wouldn't think should ever beat Medina Spirit, uh, there's a chance that Epicenter just doesn't run his A game on Saturday. And that, again, opens things up for other horses. Well, it does. And it means if you are going to oppose Epicenter for any reason, whether the pace is too strong, whether the bounce factor of, yeah, it's moving along nice. But when you press a button, he flattens out the gas. We've seen it over the years, time and time again. You're not going to know. Listen, it can travel up like an absolute Rolls Royce. But it's when it presses the button, whether it's there instantly. If it's there instantly, he wins the race for me. And that pushes me now to, I, this is a one horse race for me on, on my betting, on my pocket, but let's have a little look at the uh, at our picks, because with our picks, I want you to try and give me a one and two and three, because we both think the epicenter is going to be in the three, so you could box it, you think the filly is going to be in the three, even more now that we've got pace coming in at like three and seven, who is going to be the horse in third, that we've mentioned or we haven't mentioned. Yeah, I, I think we need to mention one more horse for sure. Uh, I, I'm a little bit against early voting now because of what we've talked about with the pace and the fact that Epicenter is going to pounce on him at some point. Uh, the horse that I think needs to, we need to talk about a little bit more is that number two horse, Creative Minister. It could be the one. Simplification certainly has a shot to be uh, uh, in the money in this race. But Creative Minister, I think, will be a little farther back than Simplification. And Creative Minister is a perfect example of a horse building to a graded stakes. He's never run in a stakes race before Flash, but with each race he's run, a maiden race in Florida, and now an, uh, a maiden win at uh, Keeneland in Kentucky, and then Derby Day at Churchill Downs, he's looked better and better. He can pass horses, he's bred for the distance, and I think he sits a good trip in here. I think with that speed, I think he can sit sixth or seventh early, somewhat like the Philly, and make a move. He could be the one that pounces uh, if the Philly proof's not good enough. Maybe Creative Minister is moving up so quickly that he's the one that could run a big race on Saturday. But is a big race for Creative Minister just getting in the free? If... If the favorites run their race. So, so in other words, I, I am betting Secret Oath as my top pick. And part of that is the value that you see there with the plus 550 versus the plus 145 on Epicenter. But I truly believe that Secret Oath has a big chance to win this race. If they both run their best race, then yeah, I think probably Creative Minister is trying to beat Simplification and early voting and maybe Skippy Longstocking for third. And third would be a big performance in that scenario. You know, they're, they're not machines, like you said. And if either one of them 
either one of the favorites. They're either one of Epicenter or Secret Oath. Don't run, don't run their best race. And suddenly you're talking about what happened last year. Ron Bauer, a kind of unheralded horse, uh, came and ran right by him in the stretch and he won the Preakness. I could see Creative Minister running that kind of race if the top two don't run their absolute best. Yeah, Ron Bauer, I'll tell you, uh, uh, what's the word you'd have? Like a, a solid citizen. Always runs its race, never really gets in there, took its chance, and come home at plus 1,100. Aaron says in the chat, do you have any new, uh, any of the new horses have a chance? Aaron, you must be late because we actually went through Fennec and Armagnac coming out of three and seven. We think they're spoilers. We think they're all pace early on, and they're going to mess it up. They're going to mess it up for either early voting or they're going to mess it up for early voting and epicenter. We don't expect them to be on the scene um, after maybe seven, maybe the mile, which is the eight furlongs. So, Brian, for me, epicenter wins. For you, you're going to go secret oath, epicenter, creative minister. If someone wanted to box them free. Yeah, yeah, I, I will be using secret oath as my as my top choice here. Be, again, I like the value. I will use Creative Minister most in the third spot. Simplification also will be one that I have to use. And if a long shot gets into the third position, Skippy Longstocking will be on a few of my tickets as well. Okay, Brian, just a bit of education for me, because in England, we cannot do this. In Europe, we cannot do this. With only nine runners, can we still have a super try? So basically, we can box four horses? I'm sorry, I flashed. I missed that. Okay, sorry, that was like gobbledygook, because in England, uh, when there's only like less than 12 runners or less than 14 runners, we can't have first, second, third and fourth. Are we still able to have first, second, third and fourth in this race with only nine runners? Yeah, absolutely. In America, yeah, it's it's very rare. We would have to have very short fields for them to eliminate bet, betting for fourth or even fifth. Super fact is super high five. So we will have every possible uh, American wager open in a nine horse field. Okay, so that would bring in maybe simplification to come home fourth. Uh, for me, I've just got to go and make sure that Epicenter is my only horse. Brian, we are going to uh, we're going to leave it there because obviously we did all the hard work last week for everyone by marking their card. Now we just know who's coming out. The only thing we've got to do now is just wait till Saturday uh, when that bell rings and they're off for a mile and 316th. Epicenter for me, you've gone with the Philly, and we'll look forward to seeing from everyone at BetUS, we look forward to seeing you on leg three of the Triple Crown, and that will be at the Belmont. Brian, good luck, and hope that your horses are all following Epicenter. Same to you, Flash. Watch out for that Philly. Oh, no. Why did he say that? You take care. <laughs>